Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this week's edition of the Finger Guns Podcast. I'm your host this week, Sean, um, and we are sending our thoughts and prayers out to Ross, who's currently unwell. If you know him on Twitter or whatever, just send him a message of support. Um, Wakanda forever or whatever. Uh, I am <laughs> I'm joined this week by Greg Hicks. Hello. How are you doing, buddy? Yeah, not too bad. Same old, same old. What's the most embarrassing gaming moment you've ever had? Uh, oh, what? Like, that's happened in real life, or...? What's the most embarrassing thing you've done in a game? Um, I started playing one of the old Rainbow Sixes when I first got Xbox Live Gold, and you have a, a lifelong points balance. And I managed in my first game, first couple of games, to get some minuses, so I started a few games with a minus point score and there's people with like a thousand stuff it's like <laughs> how do you start with a minus <laughs> i've never forgotten about it well but yeah i'll have a think if i can think of anything by the end of the podcast i'll uh, come back at you thank you uh, and i'm also joined by toby anderson how are you toby uh, evening i'm good thank you very much what's the most embarrassing thing you've <laughs> ever done in a video game i knew that was coming um i can't think of any any really, really good ones um there's always the moment like you walk yourself off a cliff or you do that you know you start a boss and you just die on the absolute first moment but those kind of things happen to everyone i don't think i've got you know a really good one i'll come back to you like I've like been, like greg says they don't happen to everyone they just happen to you toby <laughs> but in that case they are the most embarrassing things um I, I i don't know i just i've definitely walked myself off a cliff um a number of times um I've, I, I drifted off a cliff in um, Breath of the Wild once. Um, oh. <laughs> it was fun. Um, it's better when it's better when it's not a game where you die when you actually go off a cliff. Like he doesn't usually die that much. Um, but no, I can't think of anything much else. I'll, I'll 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 give it a think though. Thank you. What about you? Have you got one prepped? Um, I was reminded about five minutes ago. This is why I ask. Um, of the time that I, I don't know if you guys obviously neither of you are big FIFA players, so this probably would mean much to you. But in the past, you were able to upload a photo of yourself to put on your FIFA character. Only I used a black and white photo to upload onto FIFA, and for whatever reason, I just expected it to be colorized when the player came out of the tunnel and my face was on their face. I've got one, go on, carry on. Um, um but no, I came out looking like the crow. Um, so <laughs> I came out coming looking like Stink, you know, we just uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the black and white makeup. Um, <laughs> <laughs> playing online with my friends, they were like, "What the fuck's up with Sean's face?" <laughs> um, yeah, go on, Greg. What was your embarrassing? Uh, I, I obviously repressed it, but um, well, obviously, you know, I've started streaming recently, and because I've always professed to be good at Sekiro, I started streaming Sekiro, and I will be tomorrow night or tonight. Plug, plug. Um, but on my first stream of it, I was talking to someone about the parrying mechanic. And I was just like, oh, yeah, you've got to hit the, the, the timing right, blah, 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 blah. And because you start the game with bugger all health, and then when you meet Lord Kuro, you've got, you get your gourd. I didn't heal. So I was talking, and I was going, oh, wait for this enemy to attack me. And to parry, you did it. And it hit me, and I died. So <laughs> I died on the second enemy of the game whilst bragging about how good I am at it. Well done. I'm yeah. really glad that we got the Sekiro talk out of the way with early this yep. week. Yep, yep. Well, I've, I've, got, I've got more. I've got more. Oh, God like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's... For, let's... For, for game of the week, anyway. <laughs> what? Let's kick this game of the week off with Sekiro then. Toby, let's tell, talk about Sekiro for us. Okay. I'll try and keep it very, very short. I've just managed to 
Platinum Sekiro. Yay. Well done. So that be that should mean the end of Sekiro talk from me for you know for the foreseeable future at least. I don't, I don't plan to go back um, at least for quite a long time. Um, but yeah, on uh, I think it was Monday night, I grinded the last of the trophies and uh, it took like bloody four or five hours of grinding to get stupid points at the end. But um, yeah, it was good. The second playthrough was all complete as well. I, I remember a time, it wasn't too long ago, that you said, I'm not really into these Soulsborne games. <laughs> and now it's Code Oh, Vane. mate, you should have seen the it's... conversations we had trying to get Toby to play Bloodborne fucking a few <laughs> years ago. I don't like years it. ago as well, There's, yeah. It was, yeah. There's no yeah. story in it. I don't like games that don't give you the story. <laughs> Where? And then you got that's, a That's my most embarrassing on... moment. There it is. And then you got a platinum before <laughs> I did. <laughs> Oh. Um, I also can report that on uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, I can't remember, I think it was Wednesday night. Is this um, the less exciting one? Uh, yeah, less exciting for you. you. You seem to think it's a lesser game. Shit. Um, <laughs> Code Vein, I finally I had one trophy left, as um, some readers or listeners will know. Um, one trophy left for the last two months, basically. Not being able to find any multiplayer people online to, you know, to actually play with co-op. Um, because there's a much faster way of getting these medals that you need for that one trophy if you do it on co-op. Um, but I was instead doing it sort of 20 per hour by fighting this one enemy over and over and over again, um, which is really, really boring. Um, anyway, eventually, on Wednesday, on Tuesday night and then Wednesday, I managed to find someone who was prepared to spend hours and hours and hours of their lives as well online um, with me doing the same bit of co-op over and over again instead, which gets you around about a medal per minute. Um, so instead of getting 20 per hour, I was getting 60 per hour or more. Um, and um, we managed to get to the point where I had platinum at two o'clock in the morning on the Wednesday night. Um, and this other player who was in Russia somewhere um, only needed about 50 left as well. So they were like, well, I'll, I'll get them over the course of the playthrough and they hadn't finished yet. Um, and um, yeah, so I've got that as well. So two uh, Dark Souls platinums in one week. Well done. I'm quite pleased with that. Um, and those are going to have to be my game of the weeks because other than that, I've re only really touched Surge 2 for a short time and got a bit bored of it and um, just started up Bravely Default 2 on my Switch because it came uh, on Friday and I missed it and got it on Saturday morning. Um, but yeah, I've only put an hour or two into that, so I, I can't really comment on it yet. Like Toby, Toby is like the Soulsborne equivalent of an ex-smoker. You know, like ex-smokers are the worst yeah. people around smokers. <laughs> like, I fully expected no, he's, he's, to play some almost, other genre. He's like He's almost like the vegan of Soulsborns. Exactly. Yeah, vegan, that's better, not an ex-smoker. <laughs> <laughs> Gets on the bandwagon late and won't shut up about them. I'll I'll shut like, up now because I've I'm completed kidding. them. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Toby. I'm going to give you a small round of applause. Okay, Greg, what's oh, your game you. of the week? Oh, it's secure. No, it's not secure. Um, <laughs> <it's> <laughs> No, my, Ever to be my, mentioned again, Sakira. Yeah, I'll, keep, I'll keep mine short and sweet. Um, because it's the four-year anniversary of it, I reminded myself to go back to Horizon Zero Dawn because I never finished um, the Frozen Wilds, Frozen Wilds DLC because I got to a bit of a kick. So I'm doing it on New Game Plus on hard and there's some stalkers in a cave and they kicked my ass. And I think looking at my last save was August 2019, so I must have had a tantrum and turned it off, But um, <laughs> which, which is totally unlike me. But uh, yeah, so I've gone back to that and I've been playing a lot of that. And I'm very quickly, I can't talk about it, but I've got a game I'm reviewing. And I'm trying to keep this as neutral as I can, but I strongly suggest everyone reads my review when it comes out on Tuesday because you won't be disappointed. And I can't say any more than that. You can say the game's name though, surely. Oh yeah, it's a game called Paco Caravan. 
Yes. Pico, Pico Caravan, Paco Caravan. Um, I can strongly urge people to go and watch the trailer. So go and watch yes. the trailer. It's great. The trailer's great. The game's not. I mean, it is, but I'm not saying that. <laughs> That's amazing. The first edit. There it is. <laughs> I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to be Swiss. I'm trying to be neutral. Um, well done. Um, yeah, that was the best dance around the embargo slash, you know, not giving a review score away I've ever seen. Well done. Yeah, I try. It's fun when one comes in that you weren't expecting and it's, you know, notable for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Very, very good. Good save. Yep. Notable. Yes. Check out Greg's notable review on Tuesday. <laughs> it had um, words in it. <laughs> what about you, Sean? What's your game of the week? So also going up on Tuesday will be my review of uh, Monster Jam Heavy Snow. Big Steel Titans? Steel Titans, yes. Heavy Steel Metal Titans. Monster Jam Truck Raw. <laughs> America! The game. <laughs> <laughs> so this, this game, I can't talk about it because I'm embargoed until Tuesday, but just check out my review on Tuesday. I have been putting a lot of hours into this game, and um, I think that says more about what I'll probably say about the game at, to this point, because, yeah, I don't normally tend to like these games, um, there's only other one one other game in this genre on the current current gen last gen consoles, and this one should be fun to talk about on Tuesday. Um, and yeah, and that's that's the game of the weeks, I guess, which was nice and brief. Well done, guys. Yeah. Welcome. Should we do a quiz? Oh, go on then. Yeah, let's do a quiz. Okay. Uh, if you've never listened to this podcast before, I'm going to ask these guys 10 questions. They're going to write down the answers and send them to me because that's how we do things safely and securely and without Google. And uh, at the end of Although the podcast... I'm sure, I'm sure there is still some workaround around it. Yeah, I'm sure there you is. You've got to be really fast it's... at your Googling. Really fast. Yeah, mute with Alexa, you know? <laughs> if yeah. you say Alexa before I ask the question, there's, I'm there's sure... Probably some, there's probably some designer way around it. Yeah, Probably. <laughs> Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, we'll get the answers at the end of the podcast and uh, we'll find out who won, Greg or Toby. So question one this week. Are you ready? I suppose. Yeah. Right. Okay. Question one. In which video game movie would you find this quote? This is merely superconductor electromagnetism. Surely you've heard of it. <laughs> it levitates bullet trains from Tokyo to Osaka. It levitates my desk when I ride the saddle of the world. And it levitates... Me. <laughs> Never heard of it. I had a bit of fun with this quiz. <laughs> so question one again. In which video game movie would you find this, this quote? This is merely superconductor electromagnetism. Surely you've heard of it. It levitates bullet trains from Tokyo to Osaka. It levitates to my desk where I ride the saddle of the world. And it levitates me. Anyway. Okay, question two. George Stobart and Nicole Collard are the main protagonists from which video game series? So question two, George Stobart and Nicole Collard are the main protagonists from which video game series? Is that the video game series or, or one of that has to get into every single quiz? No. He's not going to tell you that, is he? <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking it is, but maybe it's just the other ver the other one. Same genre. Yeah. No, don't give him hints. I, I know. I know what game. I know what it is. We're so having fun tonight. Him a hint. It's fine. We're, we're having fun tonight. You know, it's just, we're just you know, it's just you two. It's a head. No, there's, no, there's no graphic cheating. 
Okay, question three. Name one of these seven fighters that have appeared in all seven main Tekken games. Name one of them. Your mama. Question three, name one of the seven fighters that have appeared in all seven main Tekken games. Want to talk See, about that's that's quite a loaded question because <laughs> there's some that are actually not the same person. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Don't worry, I've got my pick, it's fine. I'm, I'm not talking the ones where they 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 are destroyed between <laughs> particular like games and rebuilt or etc i'm talking the seven yeah. characters that go i've have been in each one of them not 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 all playable uh, they have appeared in all seven tekken games okay i'm probably still gonna get this wrong because i'm so confident yeah i, I was like a bit weird then like <laughs> i don't know what you're thinking but this could be interesting uh, okay. can you put more than one answer no you can put seven down I could pick more, yeah. I, I'm, what? I'm, no, it's no. one. You've only got to get one right. <laughs> oh, no, it just takes a sanctity of the question. Name one of the seven. Can I put more than one? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, you pretty, can, I'm pretty sure I've said, got put, three. You said, put, you said name one of the seven. No, no, you can write down as many as he wants, just so uh, like it's the one he gives me when I ask him the question, because I will be asking him this now, <laughs> is the one that we've got points well, on. Well, I've got, I've got two backups to consider for later. Okay. Right, question four. Kratos from God of War has a red, red tattoo down which side of his face? So question four, Kratos from God of War has a red tattoo down which side of his face? Okay. Question five. What was the default name for the main hero character in Final Fantasy IX? The default name for the protagonist, not the villain. Main hero character. Okay, cool. Question five, what was the name of the the default name of the main hero character in Final Fantasy IX? Jeff. Depends <laughs> who you class as the hero. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that would get Greg's guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, question six. What color is the B button on a standard GameCube, GameCube controller? Ah, vintage. Question six. What color is the B button on a standard Gabe, GameCube controller? <laughs> Twice. Wow, what the hell? <laughs> it's because I've, 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 I've actually typoed that on my, my question sheet. <laughs> so that every time you read it as GameCube. <laughs> Gabe. Gibbs, Sony, Sony GameCube. <laughs> uh, okay. Sega, Sega GameCube. <laughs> Sega Mega Drive, yeah. Sega Mega. <laughs> it's not just me. See, okay. Question seven: Which video game series features villains called Jacob Seed, the Jackal, and Hoyt? Is this the actual villain, or do they have different purposes? It's the sort of thing Toby would ask. It's just the franchise you want. Just the franchise. Yeah, because it's not on the same game. No, that's what I'm thinking. Question seven. Which video game series features villains called Jacob Seed, the Jackal, and Hoyt? Hoyt. I really like saying that word. (laughs) Hoity-toity. Because I can say it, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, question eight. 
If the correct perk is chosen, a nod to which Indiana Jones movie can be found in Fallout New Vegas? Uh, what? Oh, no, I heard the question. I'm going to say it again. Just what? <laughs> <laughs> the question is, if the correct perk is chosen, a nod to which Indiana Jones movie can be found in Fallout New Vegas? Um, do you just want like a description of it? I want the movie title. The movie title, yeah. Oh, right. Oh, okay. Um, uh, I, I don't know, so I'm just going to... I don't know the full title. I'm guessing it, but it... Oh, okay. Doesn't... I know the titles of all the films, but I'm just... don't know which one you it mean, is You mean you want the film title, yeah? Yeah, I want... I want... Got it, yeah. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> <laughs> well, You've got one of, the you got one of, of four film titles, made, and yeah. that's going to be it. You got a one in four chance of getting it right. I can't remember the full title though, so it's just going to be like the revenge. Indiana of, Jones and the the revenge of the <laughs> Empire returns of the Strikes Back and the aliens. Well, that's just fucking giving it away, isn't it? I was gonna, I was gonna <laughs> reference the actual thing then for a I second. I can't believe you're spoiling an, an Indiana Jones movie in the middle of a quiz. Yeah, the best anyway. one of the four as well. <laughs> Get the fuck out! I've never actually seen the original. <laughs> that's the only one I've ever seen. I've never seen the original trilogy. Oh my god. Oh, okay. Right, moving on. Question nine. In which game would you find the objectives? Get the groundskeeper wet and make the old man fall on his bum. And question nine. In which game would you find the objectives? Get the groundskeeper wet and make the old man fall on his bum. <laughs> Leisure sweet, Larry. <laughs> that is that is that kind of humor as well it is. and finally question 10 which 1997 bullfrog game had the tagline evil is good oh, bullfrog and question 10 which 1997 bullfrog video game had the tagline evil is good So, that was the quiz. Woo. Thoughts? It was definitely a quiz. Uh, I think I've done all right. Good, good portion in the middle. I got. I think I've got everything right, but that's, yeah, that only one or two. Threw for a bit of a loop. Okay. Yeah, yeah, same. Because we were talking. When were we talking the other week about? Um, what what company were we talking about? It's been buried by yeah. Oh, um, fuck it. Driving games. What were we talking about last week? Codemasters. Codemasters, thank you. And it just reminded me of all the companies that got buried, like Pandemic and Bullfrog and stuff. So, yeah. And then when you said Bullfrog, and I was like, yeah, they made games. What ones? <laughs> yeah, they were they were the bomb. They were, I, I loved the Bullfrog. Clicks, like... like Syndicate and all those. Yeah, that's like... right. Theme Hospital? No. Yeah. Yeah, Theme Hospital, Theme Park? Yeah. Wow, that logo was just like you saw that logo, and that was like the the guarantee. And Ocean, do you remember Ocean Games? Yeah, yeah. Diagnosis, yeah. the owl, Gnosis. the fucking yep. owl, man. Yep. Anyway, let's move on before we go down memory lane again. We're old. So there's no both barrels this week because Ross does that very quickly, and my mouth doesn't work well enough to do that kind of thing. So instead, we're just going to talk about some new stories. I'll go on, do both barrels, but do it like Gabe Cube. 
I'll ask Toby the first question before I go on. Toby, are you going to miss uh, Japan Studio, or do you think they're a bit, they're a bit done <laughs> I, get to, I get to talk before you gush about it. Okay. Um, so I think I'd echo what Greg said. Um, there are some there are some greats in their in their previous library and their their franchises. Um, I'd very much um, single out Ico, uh, Shadow of the Colossus, and Last Guardian. That that series of three are just you know, pretty seminal Sony titles that have defined, you know, a huge amount of time really. And, and they've taken a, such a hugely long time to come out as well, each one. Um, Ica, I remember trying to find copies of that for love nor money at one point, you could not get them anywhere in the UK. Um, Bloodborne, the, you know, the guys from Bloodborne are part of that. Sony um, Japan Studios made, made, you know, a good portion of, or, or most of Bloodborne as well. Um, along with from software um so yeah i mean it, it's a it's a definitely a, a, a sad thing to happen but as i'm sure we'll we'll cover in a second it's it's probably quite a good thing in other ways but i'll let you say what you're thinking first yeah so for me and i, I read an article today that, that that basically said this was the end of playstation the closure of sony japan studio was the end of playstation and I think that's a, that's completely hyperbolic. It, it's it hyper it it's way too exaggerated because they they were an important studio for Sony, but it's not the end of PlayStation. I am, however, really um, kind of I'm actually mourning the loss of the weirdness that was like the Japan Studio. Like some of those games are some of the most memorable PlayStation exclusives I have ever played. Like the Puppeteer. Like, it didn't sell well, but it was weird and wacky and original. Tokyo Jungle, again, totally from out of nowhere, just a very original title that I really wanted is, to play. Is that the animal one? Yeah, where you play so as like, you a like a Pomeranian one. and you can yes. the fuck out of everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it was, it was weird, but it, it, was, it was one of these things that like, it seemed like Sony Japan were one of these studios where instead of paying the studio... 10 million dollars to make one big triple a game they would spend 10 1 million amounts to make 10 weird games and i preferred that i i i, I liked what they put out i liked gravity rush and i know it wasn't for everybody and that's the problem with a lot of the games they put out it, they aren't for everybody they're they're weird <laughs> and um i'm gonna miss that but what were you going to say about Toby about about the about moving forward? So these things often, you know, if you're sad about it, you're sad about it, and I'm not going to take that away from anyone. But um, at the same time, as these things happen, there's there's always a positive side, in my opinion. You know, when when studios close, there's a lot of talent that will suddenly get the freedom, maybe is the is the word I'm thinking of to to spread their wings and, and to do other things. Now, you've just mentioned that um, the, the chap behind Silent Hill, is, I think his name's Toyama, um, he started his own studio, Bokeh Game, Game Studio last month, um, with a bunch of Gravity Rush and Last Guardian people as well coming over. Um, a lot of them have known about this for a while because Sony cut funding to the Japan studio about a year ago. And I think a lot of this has been in the works since then. Um, people obviously getting less and less money to do what they want and less and less freedom to do what they want and everything moving to the US. And so they've started leaving and then it's all come to a head very recently. Um, but, 
you know, think about that. That's the Silent Hill guy getting a chance to have his own game studio. I know he doesn't own the Silent Hill franchise anymore, but spiritual successes, you know, brand new games. There could be a whole bunch of people who are making all those weird games you're talking about um, suddenly get their own chance to do something even more wacky with a bit more budget. There's going to be loads and loads of other studios, especially obviously in Japan, who are going to be trying to snap them up this last week. And probably going on for a few a few more weeks to, to come there's going to be headhunting going on like crazy in japan looking for these people looking for that talent those two bloodborne producers um yamigawa and toriyama they're both available now you know that that's that is some big talent that pe- that uh, some other japanese studios are going to want to get hold of you know they're going to get a great big salary bump or start their own new studio or whatever they're going to do and there's going to be you know new things of, of the caliber of Bloodborne available. It's, it's that kind of positive attitude that I'm thinking is more, you know, that, that's the way to look at it. It means new games. It means, you know, those people who were unable to get their games out and greenlit, but un, you know, underneath more established names, suddenly get theirs greenlit, they suddenly can move on. Established names can get their stuff greenlit. It's, um, I think it's wildly positive because, you know, over the next few years, next, you know, give it another two years, you know how quickly um, Kojima managed to get, um, you know, some info out about Death Stranding, and give it another two years, and we should have, we could have a whole bunch of the weirdest games you've ever seen that suddenly come out. That wasn't quick, though, with Death Stranding. <laughs> All right, well, it's, it's, a, it's a good time frame to be looking at, though. Um, you know, it, we could we could hear announcements and news quite, quite easily within two years. Yeah. Anyway, that, that's kind of what I'm saying. It's just yeah, yeah. probably a dozen really promising IPs and announcement to come out of this in the next two years. Time. Yeah, that, I mean, we've we've already. I mean, have you seen the concept art from the Silent Hill creators' new studio? No, no. Looks, I was researching it earlier today. I haven't seen that. They they put out a trailer when he first set up the studio because quite a lot of the Sony Japan guys joined him at that studio, mm. and some of the concept art looks well freaky. And oh, I, is I, this the one with the weird, like a like almost like a pyramid head? Yes. Um, yes, I think I did see that. It was a, I it was like a few, passing, uh, yeah. yeah, like three weeks ago or something. Yes, I yeah. did. So, so it, it was always rumored that Sony Japan were working on this horror game and had been for a long time. And I get the feeling that like a lot of this stuff is kind of going to be taken. A lot of these ideas are going to be taken and put into this new game. I just yeah. hope that that like it gets it gets the budget. And I also hope that Sony don't lose their own weirdness. I do hope that they they kind of focus, and I know that they are kind of focusing on their tentpole games with like the Uncharted's and you know, whatever Sony Bend are working on and whatever Sucker Punch are doing next. But you know, I just hope that they do that. It take time for like you know the London studio to do the VR games, and maybe they pitch out and get more more indie exclusives. Like you know, there's still a lot of stuff that we're waiting on from Sony. Um, which is quite a nice segue into what we want to talk about next, which was the state of play. Huzzah! See that for a segue. Like it's great, and you didn't do that awkward thing of going segue. <laughs> well, I t- I which, just, I, which I always chastise Ross for. Well, I, I know I, we learn from the best. Ross, <laughs> Ross is the best segue guy. So, um, if you, if you have to miss it, there was a PlayStation State of Play this week. Um, I know that one third of us has not seen it um, me <laughs> yay <laughs> um but there was there was quite a lot of announcements that i'm just going to run through them very quickly and i'm going to ask toby for his own personal highlights um what i was going to do is go through, like through and thumbs up and thumbs down but it'd be just me and toby doing thumbs up and thumbs down um and, well, I, and I will be all thumbs up so 
and that would be crap. So let's let's talk <laughs> about <laughs> let's talk about what actually happened. So um, there was an announcement of a PS5 version of the Final Fantasy VII remake called Integrade, and it's coming with textures, lightning, <laughs> background environments, photo yeah. mode. Can you do it in the proper voice, please? <laughs> textures, lighting, <laughs> yeah, <'cause>... fog effects. <laughs> <Like that. laughs> None of this existed in the original Final Fantasy VII. We were just finding out Light, lighting was not a thing that was part of the previous Final Fantasy VII. I remember it just being the darkest game in the world ever. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> So, so yeah, there was a, a very cringy trailer for this that, that I'll be honest with you, I've, I've sat and I've studied and gone, this isn't much of an upgrade. But then I realised that I'm watching it on a streamed trailer. And obviously it's not going to show me the you know, shiny 4K visuals. So, um, but there is another version of the Final Fantasy VII Remake coming out called Integrade. It's got a new chapter, including Yuffie and more content, which um, includes characters we, I don't think we've seen before, um, which was very cool. Oh, making me pay for Yuffie, though. Fuck that. You're not a fan of Yuffie, are you? I'm not. I played her story, but she's just irritating. And then when they voiced her in Advent Children, I was like, oh, God, she's even more annoying. <laughs> well, I, I I can't remember in, in Advent Children, I'll be honest. I genuinely... Exactly. <laughs> I, I blanked her from my brain. Um but I enjoyed her in the original game. You know, she was a, like a character who just kind of dipped in and out of the story. So, never understood her weird material holding arm thing, though. Yeah, she's doing that in this trailer a lot. And she does have a blade thing. What, like a Yu Gi Oh fucking dual master? <laughs> just throws I didn't watch the trailer. <laughs> she just holds it in her hand for some reason. I don't know why. She's moving the material thing like. Like one of those globes that people move around on their hand, isn't she? She's you mean not really contact juggling. Yeah, and then she's like, got a, like she's got a massive, massive, like you know, four pointed star um, to hurl at people. Yeah. You you wanted to say something about this, Toby, didn't you? What, what you've been deep diving into this trailer, have you not? I've been deep diving into. It. I know it's you know. I know we'll get onto Final Fantasy VII a bit more, but just just on the basis of what you just said, I mean, yes, it's a new DLC chapter with Yuffie, who's now Yuffie, whereas in my childhood she's Yuffie. Yuffie. I'm going to yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like I'm going to have to get call him, just like I'm going to call him Tidus. And yeah, and you've got to get used to calling Eris Aerith now as no, well. I, no, I thing. don't. <laughs> well, it's now Yuffie, okay? Yuffie, um, Eris, and Tidus, <laughs> and, and, um, and Clyde. That's the hero. Clyde, yeah, cool, yeah. awesome. Cl- Clyde um, Strofe. She was a secret character. Now she's getting her, you know, her own chapter and stuff. I think that's a great upgrade. Um, the mission, if if people care about the lore of Final Fantasy VII and stuff, it looks like she's got a mission to go into Shinra herself, and she's working with some, like a cell, like another cell of Avalanche, based on what's in the trailer, as a special forces operative to the new Wu Tai government, um, which all sounds really fun to me. I, I like Yuffie. Um, Just and, say Yuffie, man. <laughs> and um, I think. The extra stuff looks great. However, as we'll get into in a minute, I think there's a lot more to integrate than just a Yuffie chapter. A lot more. I'm just okay. watching her contact juggling now, and it's it's very labyrinth, isn't it? Yeah, it's very easy to do contact juggling when you're a CGI character who's been who's been animated. Mm. <laughs> yeah, no, I remember a guy I used to work with an HMV was trying it once, and I just remember hearing like you just hear the like ooh thunk thunk ow thunk ow as he dropped yep. on his foot and it's like um probably stop trying to practice with the equivalent of a fucking snooker ball oh, do you know you wouldn't do it with uh with a material though would you, you smash that thing on the floor I don't know, that's, they're not... that's your heal yeah, but... spell gone 
they're not as delicate as like those little fucking. It's, I look at although material. one does bounce along the floor after a yeah, certain exactly. when, scene uh, happens. Oh come on, we can spoil it. The game's twenty three <laughs> years old, twenty four years old. No, um, they look like the the the, the little globules from the rock. You know the rockets. Yes, they do. Yeah, but absolutely. yeah, like you said, when when Eris uh, gets Eris. stabbed, Eris gets. It just sounds like you got a lisp when Eris <laughs> gets stabbed and Holy bounces across. I remember watching it, being like, "It's gonna explode." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was man. Did we ever get that explained? What? Like what happened to that in the remake? Um, no. Wait, what? No, because we haven't got that far in the remake. We haven't got that far yet. Oh, she hasn't been stabbed yet. Spoilers. No, but. She- yeah, but because she wouldn't have, she isn't going to be, is she? Because they keep. Can we? Can we talk about the end of the game? Yeah, we'll come back to this. We'll come back to this. All right, okay. I think. I think we can. And it's been yeah, a year, nearly. We can talk about it in a second. Anyway, um, okay. what else was on the state of play? Seafood. Um, say again. Seafood. Oh, see, yeah, Sifu. So Sifu is the new um, martial arts game from Slowcap, the makers of Absolver, and that's coming to PlayStation Four, PlayStation Five, and PC. Uh, Oddworld Soulstorm will launch on April 6th on PS5 and will be part of PlayStation Plus for that month, wow. which is insane. Yeah. What a good deal. Like Kena, Bridge of Spirits, Kena, Kena, whatever you want to call it. I think we're going Kena based on what I heard the developers say about six months ago. You did say this to me the other day. Still, it's still not sticking in my brain. Kena, yeah, I know. It doesn't look right. Kenar. <laughs> Canal Bridge of Spirits uh, has got a release date on PS4 and PS5, which is coming out on August 24th. Uh, there were new trailers for Crash Bandicoot 4 on PlayStation 5, Returnal, which looks awesome, Solar Ash, which looks even more awesome, Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach, which looks scary, Knockout City, which looks a bit meh, and Deathloop, which looks very, very cool. And that was it. That was it. All the announcements really from the state of play. I've seen a couple. How did uh, how did you find it, uh, Toby? In general, I mean, it wasn't the most you know crazy, amazing state state of play we've ever had, but it wasn't a bad one either. Um, it's nice to get an update on a few of those things, especially release dates on a couple that were quite surprisingly soon. Um, so, Oddworld Soulstorm being the April PS Plus game is is mental. Um, I, I sent on the Slack earlier that there was 99 Mudokens to save in Odyssey and New and Tasty, 278 to save in Exodus. And this is a remake of Exodus, basically, with all sorts of extra new stuff in it. Um, but there are a thousand or more Mudokens to save. And the oh, trophy, that... hunter, trophy hunter in me goes, what? <laughs> that 1300 figure then was just a guess, was it? Yeah, it was. It's, it, uh, says okay. a, it says a thousand plus in the trailer. Then what, um, I, what I hope that conveys to is the same sort of scale as the first one. So instead of being like two or three together at once, you can have like 30 of them. Just, do you know what I mean? Yeah, that um, yeah, that inflation scale. So because it's a newly new rendered game and all that, they can put that many on screen, not like the one or two at a time, which will just take forever. I never even... You know there'll be an achievement somewhere to get all 1,000 oh, yeah. and something. Yeah. A good ending or something, yeah. I, I do hope that there is an achievement for killing all 1,000. <laughs> whatever. I, to go through it all over the, again. The, the, all. The, uh, the grand flip-off. That's it, yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, it looks like this game, the, the odd world, is going to be very different. And, uh, you know, the, the numbers are going to matter because at times you're, like, giving the Maduckans weapons and asking them to fight against the Slicks and stuff like that. So... Yeah. that'll get him killed well yeah it's got got so much more like (laughs) items and loot and all sorts of things in it than that abe's odyssey has never really been about so it's going to be interesting for sure how they've managed to morph all that into the gameplay 
I can't believe they're going to give away like the game of the year in April in on, on PlayStation <laughs> <For> Plus. <free. laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally part of a subscription. That's wild. So yeah, um, I think the only other one that I'd pull out would be um, Kana. Yeah, I mean that that had a release date now in August, uh, end of August, and that looks fantastic. Just it just looks better and better every time I see it. Really cute, great lit sort of ecosystem thing going on in there, um, and it's made like you know Pixar animation sort of level beautiful it looks really 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 cool solar ash i'm getting less and less interested in solar ash I'm, i think yes, the music's going to be incredible because it'll be disaster piece as music but it's going to it's I, I just worry it's going to disappoint me like haven it's going to be another one of those ones where everyone's floating you, around and it's going to get boring after a while i think my voice broke then were you not a fan of haven because i really didn't get into it no well, I, I mean i managed to finish it but it was just a bit of a slog it got boring i got i got bored within about I'm, I'm doing a pool i played more than half an hour of it but i got bored of just sort of floating around and be like is this it yeah well it was it that's the trouble and oh. i eventually yeah. ended up putting in about nine or ten hours to find to try and trying to finish it i was but so offended just, i didn't even buy the vinyl it wasn't worth it the music was fantastic and i've listened to it many 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 times since um, because mean, mean. Danger's album was brilliant. But yeah, I wonder if that's going to be the same with Solar Ash. I'm not convinced it's going to be the Hyperlight Drifter of this generation. Oh, that is a seminal game, though. I, I think it is. I, I, I get Hyperlight what you're saying. Hyperlight or Solar Ash? Solar, Solar Ash. I think it's going to be a very good game. I, 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 so. see, I see what you're saying with it. It's, it's comparisons to Haven, but I see more of the Pathless in it than I do um, Haven. And I, mm. I played I played Pathless and Haven. It's closer. It looks closer to the Pathless, which is a very good game and get and got unfairly panned when it came out from people who wanted this all combaty game. And what they got was like a puzzle platforming archery thing, game yeah, with 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 cool boss battles. So Wait, what's this Pathless? Yeah, right. Which if, if you get a chance, I would highly recommend it. It is. It, I haven't got a PS Five yet. You can play it on PS4. Yeah, is it? Oh. No. I think so. I think it came out either after. Yeah, it definitely had an upgrade thing going on with it. Yeah, is that the archery one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, it, it's it's very cool. That game is, but uh, you know, it's it might not... turn up on PS Plus or something in a few, yeah, probably in half a year or something. Not the whole Godfall Greedful conversation we were having the other day. <laughs> just, oh, just, just little set non sector. Toby and I were talking about um, uh, games to get through at the moment, and Toby went, "Oh, I've still got Greedful," and I went, "All right, blah 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 blah." blah. And he said, "Oh yeah, because it was on Plus," and I was like. It's not plus already, blah, 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 blah. And he went, yeah, it was on PS Plus and Game Pass. And I was like, Greedful, I'm thinking of Godfall. <laughs> it's a real, been carrying it's on a this whole conversation moment, with, the yeah. wrong, with the wrong games. To be fair, the other night when we were watching this, uh, we, we did like a watch along, both me and Toby watching this, this state of play. I was completely out of my mind on painkillers. And I must have said the wrong game about 30 times. Nice. <laughs> it's just like, it was such a weird conversation. I could hear Toby's cogs going, what the fuck is he talking about? What is he about? talking about? Yeah. <laughs> we were having a good giggle though. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Um, so yeah, that was the state of play. And there was quite a bit of content in there to do with Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, oh yeah. This, this, is the, this is the next topic we're going to talk about, which is, so... After the state of play, the second, uh, you know, the new episode for remake, uh, the PlayStation Five integrated version, the Square Enix decided to release to announce another two games. The first was was uh, Final Fantasy VII First Soldier, which is a battle royale game set in the Final Fantasy universe, ah. and you play as a soldier candidate um, who will fight in Midgar and beyond to prove their mettle. It's coming out on mobile, and um, yeah, 
that got a bit of a weird reaction. The second game is called Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis, which is a chapter-structured single-player experience which will cover the whole of the Final Fantasy VII timeline, including the events of the original game, along with all the Final Fantasy VII co a compilation titles, as well as a new story elements penned by Final Fantasy VII remake story and scenario writer uh, Nijima uh, surrounding the origins of Soldier. Why? This is also coming out on mobile. Yeah, that's the question. Um, this this does look far better than than I was expecting. To be fair, uh, Ever Crisis does look pretty cool. Uh, it kind of looks like the original on mobile with additional content. Which again, you kind of ask why because you've got a remake going on anyway. It kind of defeats the point. But in the space of twenty four hours, we had a lot of Final Fantasy VII content announced or released or revealed or whatever. And the chat online was that basically Final Fantasy VII was jumping the shark. You know, we'd we'd it felt like Square Enix had taken a beloved video game and decided to milk it for everything it was possibly worth. Now, given the announcements, um, there's also the, the possibility that the second episode of Final Fantasy VII Remake is a little bit further away than we were anticipating, and Square are trying to fill the void with Final Fantasy VII content for people that want it. Now, I want to get your guys' like thoughts on whether whether you know Square are basically going ahead and doing a full Call of Duty process on Final Fantasy VII, or are they just putting out just enough content to keep people interested? Let's start with Toby. Okay, um, so. I would go on the side of I don't think it's jumping the shark. The reason being is that we've been asking for Final Fantasy VII content for, you know, we've been asking for a remake for 20 years. We've been asking for content for 15 years after the compilation of Final Fantasy VII stuff. Um, you know, that story kind of finished quite abruptly with Dirge of Cerberus and, you know, I wanted more. Um, so waiting 15 years and getting, you know, what we're getting now is a good thing. Um, I would say that Final Fantasy VII remake is kind of a successful case so obviously by itself that's not really jumping the shark but i get what you're saying about these you know these extra bits that are being added on especially these two mobile games um with respect to the like integrate stuff it's that's kind of the dlc that i wanted that's the story dlc that i didn't even think we would get because i wrote a list of the dlc i wanted and we kind of just thought story dlc wouldn't happen so i went with all the sort of silly gimmicky dlc that um that we thought we would get and we're actually getting you know a proper storyline thing with with um Yuffie going through you know lots of recycled environments clearly which is why they've been able to bring this out so quickly probably but um it's still storyline it's still got a lot of extra stuff in it and I hate to say it but that integrate is going to be bigger than just Yuffie because it's it's already alluding to other stuff in that trailer so if you're if you careful when you look at the very last seconds of it there's a picture of a bloke comes up um, and he's sort of cackling away like a villain um that guy's from dirge of cerberus so his name's weiss um and he was the villain that um, he was like the last or second to last villain or something that you killed at the end um, of dirge of cerberus playing as vincent so it kind of alludes to a little bit what what you just said about ever crisis you know ever crisis is going to be all this final fantasy 7 timeline with dirge of cerberus stuff before crisis you know crisis core all these different things and it makes me think, well, Integrate is like the first of us seeing, do you know what, actually, 
they are going to be including all of that dirge of cerberus stuff and all that crisis core stuff zach fair vincent compilation of final fantasy 7 everything is going into those remakes and i reckon that this this extra chapter or this new version is just a bunch of extra stuff that was Crisis Core and Dirge of Cerberus stuff that's suddenly been green lit. Yeah, you can include all of it. Go for it, go for it, go for it, everything. Um, so that bunch of completely insane Japanese developers who are at the core of this story have just got free reign to do what they want now, um, which is cool and also worrying because sometimes they go a little bit too far and make things just completely ridiculous. Um, They've also said that there's been a small interview with one of them that said that Cloud is going to fight that Weiss guy um, in the intergrade chapter, right? So in that in the extra stuff that you get. So it makes me think it's more than just Yuffie's story chapter. There might there's extra bosses at the very least. There's more stuff for Cloud to do. It's quite clear that it's also happening at a particular point in the game where. Um, if you've clouds um hits uh, you know encountered sephiroth hit him with his sword fallen down into the sector five slums um where he meets um Aerith. but during that time frame they don't know where he is right so um barrett and tifa and all that stuff don't know where he is they ha are having this other chapter with yuffie that's where she is she's in the a different cell of avalanche she can see them in the trailer and they're talking about losing cloud so it's got this extra chapter, a bit like that Deus Ex one that me and Greg have always hated, that it's like he goes to sleep in Deus Ex and then yeah. there's a whole other game. <laughs> it's, it's like that. It's looking like that. And although I never thought it was actually a break in the story, but it is. Um, sorry, Greg, what were you going to say? No, no, Missing Link. That was a DLC. Missing Link. That's what it was called. Yes, thank you. Um, so part of me thinks, you know, on top of that, we've got two new trailers for two new mobile games. Mobile games are big in Japan, but they're not so much here. So I don't think it will get quite the, you know, sort of attention that, that Square might want. But yes, it's definitely going to be stuff that Final Fantasy VII fans are going to at least try and, and hopefully they'll get into. I probably will not get into the Battle Royale um, thing on, on, a, on a mobile. But Ever Crisis, if that's going to be a chapter by chapter thing that, you know, is basically using the same story, as as the Final Fantasy VII remakes and and making them into a cute little version, you know, like sort of chibi version with the old old style top down stuff, then then like Switch or something than than a mobile because it's going to make it you know really difficult to play um, with the, with having no buttons. Um, so those two do seem a bit like cash ins, unneeded games. So that's where I would think that I might agree with jumping the shark a bit um but it remains to be seen if i'm totally sick of final fantasy 7 by the end of next year and you know i've played these i'd be very surprised um i'd still be very very interested in playing chapter two and seeing where we go when we leave midgar and you know all these other locations that i really want to get to and see the brand new remakes of along with all of the dirge of cerberus characters and advent children characters and um crisis core zach fair stuff you know i want I kind of want to learn exactly how it all works because I still can't get my head around Zach Fair um, and how all of that is actually linked because I'm not convinced in the original games it actually made sense. Um, but um, yeah, that could easily, they could easily contribute to series fatigue before we get to part two. I'll leave it there. Thank you. What about you, Greg? Are you, are you lining up to play new mobile games in Final Fantasy VII's lore? I am not. Are you, are you getting a bit fed up of Final Fantasy VII? I am. I was <laughs> um, that's for me. Well, it's not the best one, is it? Um, <laughs> that was blasphemy. <laughs> <laughs> I just 
I think it's trying to jump like four sharks at once. It just, I really just don't care anymore because it's a story that was told 24 years ago because it did really well. Everyone's like, yay, give me the story from a different angle. And I'm like, fuck off. I didn't care for Dirge of Cerberus because it played like shite. I didn't care for Crisis Core because I just had no interest in it. And I mean, the mobile, the, the Battle Royale, I could like, quite happily tell the fuck off, but like just the rest of it, I just don't care. Like we know the story. It was a good story at the time, even though it was badly written. I don't mean in the crappy sense of like this man are sick. It's just, it's, it's done. Just so fucking bored of it. <laughs> oh, like, I mean, it was good. Like the remake was good, not disputing that. And I like what they've done with the ending and it's changed it around a bit and whatnot. But I just, oh, just it's, it's just ringing it. It's just absolutely just like, what can we squeeze out of this franchise now? Like we had, uh, you know, they, they, they're trying to cater to what everyone wants. Like we had Air Guys on the PS1 years ago. Um, and that was like, can we have a beat them up with Cloud and Sephiroth? Yeah, fine. And some lesser known characters. And they did that. And then it was like, but can we have like a beat them up with all the Final Fantasy characters? And they had Dissidia and there's like loads of those. And it's almost like they're Kingdom Hearts in the franchise, but with one game. Like Kingdom Hearts is a massively convoluted story now. And I, I, I lost track after number two. But Final Fantasy VII is its own contained story. And now because of pandering and fans requests, we've had Advent Children, uh, more Dissidia games, you know, uh, terrible PC ports of it. Obviously the remake is a positive, but that's because fans were going, meh, remake Final Fantasy VII after years and years and years. It's just, it's just a wrung out story that I just do not give a shit about. Like it's a good story. It's not the best one, but it's a good story. Do you want to play this mobile version with more depth? No, I don't. Do you want to pay for Yuffie? No, I don't. And like, I was contemplating buying it again. And obviously I see it's free on PlayStation Plus for PS4. But the fact that I have to pay, I'm not going to be eligible when I get a PS5 for it is just the straw that broke the fucking camel's back on this one for me. Like just the idea of you've done really well as, a, as for buying our game. So as a reward to those that haven't played it, here's the PS4 version. Okay, P- PS like uh, original owners are going to have the option to upgrade but if you've got the redeemed plus one no 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 you've got to buy it again when the ps5 version comes out and now this whole like there's there's that there's integrate which is the ps5 version isn't it um the mobile one the battery i just don't fucking care i'll play part two when it comes out and i probably will play the remake again but i just, I, I just don't care i'm not i'm not going to play mobile game i don't i don't do mobile gaming if yeah. they made a port, if they made a port of it, maybe, but that's going to be slim. Pick. Like if it comes out six years down the line, and I remind myself that yeah, it is quite a good game. It's not as good as eight, but um, I'm just not going to go out of my way to play it. Fair enough. And kind I know of three that, times I know that you said it was not as good as eight. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know. Um, but it's just it's just not that good a game to, to warrant wringing it dry like it is now. I know it completely. Like contradicts a lot of things Toby said because he's a massive fan of it, and I do appreciate what it's done for like the genre and and the pull it still has after 24 years. I'm not going to insult it and say, oh, it's a terrible game. I just don't care for all this ringing of it, and it's corporate ringing. There's, I mean, yeah, fans want a lot of things, but ugh, just can't be asked with it. That's fair enough. Thank you for the rant. Well done. Welcome. <laughs> um, personally, I'm. I'm quite excited about the Battle Royale. I'm quite excited to try it because I like to try these things. And 
when when I get involved in one of these things, they usually, you know, even if if it's free to play, that's even better, um, because I get to get have some excitement out of it without playing it. I'm going to try this Ever Crisis, whatever it's called, because I'll be honest with you, I'm I'm just interested in how they put it all together. Because, like Toby said, I don't think it's ever really made a lot of sense. All the added all the added extra stuff, and I think that's a lot of what what I've seen online is the people that. There are, there are a lot of people out there who played Final Fantasy VII and they might have watched the animated movie and that's pretty much where their connection to Final Fantasy VII stopped, you know? And now with are bringing in all of this other stuff that really is is a bit is a bit weird. And it's I'm majorly fan servicey, isn't it? Yes. And and I'm a bit I'm a bit worried that they're gonna go too far with that. But I don't see it yet. I'm still like I am still on the hook for Final Fantasy VII. Like I, I know that I'm up for whatever comes next in the remake because I think the way that the the, the the original episode was good. I'm going to try the battle royale. I'm going to see what this Ever Crisis is about. But if they if they announce more, I'm going to start going for God's sake. The 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 other thing that we probably need to talk about is the fact that yes, it, it, Final Fantasy VII uh, remake the first part of is going to be part of PlayStation Plus this coming month. Well, and, and tomorrow, if you're listening to the podcast, the day goes up. And um, there isn't going to be the free upgrade for anybody who redeems it because it's going to be the PS4 version. If you want the PS5 version, you're going to have to pay for it. Yeah, no, that's just naughty. It's just, is it, is it that you can go on trolling again, isn't it? Is it, is it going to be that you have to pay for the entirety of it, though? Is it, or is it just you pay for an upgrade? Because well, if you're just paying an extra 10 or 15 quid for the upgrade, that's a different kettle of fish than 70 quid. I, I get a feeling that we're going to be in three situations here. We're going to, you're going to be in three different parts. You're going to be, I don't own the PS4 version, um, and I'm going to get it on PlayStation Plus, at which point, if I want the PS5 integrated version, I'm going to need to buy it whole in, in its entirety. I don't think there's going to be an upgrade. Um, which is a bit it's a bit weird because the wording's a bit woolly and there has been mention of an upgrade um, in some of the press stuff uh, where there's like an additional purchase will be necessary for the Yuffie stuff which people are confusing with the upgrade from PS4 to PS5 mm, so, Absolutely So I, I think if you bought the PS4 version you will get the PS5 version but I don't think you'll get the integrate version which will be the Yuffie stuff for the extra character the, the extra chapter which is which will be an additional purchase on top of that. So you will get the PS5 version, but not Integrate. If you've got it on PS4, and, and we're going to get and we're going to get loads more stuff about what is included in Integrate over the coming months. Yeah, guaranteed. Or the coming month or two, rather. Now, the the counter argument to this um, is the fact that Final Fantasy VII Remake is about to hit PlayStation Plus, which means forever uh, onwards, the price of the game will be slim. It'll be low you'll be able to pick the game up at pence because this is what happens to this game. So anything that goes on PlayStation Plus forevermore, the price is lower than what it was before it went on to it because people have already got it through the subscription service. So the idea is that maybe, you know, when, when the PlayStation 5 version comes out, the PlayStation 4 version might drop to, you know, we're talking maybe 20 quid, maybe lower. So that that's the only bonus to it. But if, if you are going to download the game on through through ps ps plus for the ps4 just be wary that you you know you're not guaranteed a ps5 version upgrade 
and you won't be guaranteed to get the integrated content for your fee. So. It looks a little bit like the Persona 5 one to me. The, um, you got Persona 5, obviously it was like three or four years before Persona 5 Royal came out. So rather than one year like this is, um, but once Royal came out, P5 was on PS Plus. It's also on the P PS4 um, collection thing that you can get on when you yeah. when you upgrade to your PS5, um, and it goes for absolute pence, like you just said. But they don't care because no one wants that one. They yeah. want Royal because Royal's got all the extra content in it. And I think this is exactly what's going to happen with Integrate. It's more than just Jaffe. It's all sorts of extra bosses and extra stuff with Cloud. There'll be a lot more announcements about it, and then everyone will go. Well, fuck it. Why would I want the one that's free on PS Plus? I'll use that as a demo, and then I have to buy the integrated one because no one's gonna. It's gonna be canon as well. Do you know what I mean? It, yeah. The story, the storyline, canon will be integrated, not not the original. Yeah, I, I am a I am a bit disappointed with this. The fact that in in my in my heart and long term long time listeners to this podcast will know that me and Greg got into a few heated debates about how much Final Fantasy VII remake will actually cost you. From its entirety, from episode one to whatever episode they finish on. <laughs> oh yeah. And and I'm starting to regret my position on that, saying I'm sure they'll do right by us. And now I'm thinking I'm gonna have to buy a fucking extra chapter to just to the first fucking episode. I mean, <laughs> I reckon there'll be an extra chapter like this, a new version of each one. We'll get three of them and three extra chapter versions at a minimum. So that's six yeah. games. Probably. We're just just disappointed. I I, I know. I understand that it probably didn't sell as well because because of the changes, you know, and because it's not a full game. It's sorry, it's not. It's not that it's not a full game. It definitely is a full game, but it's not a full version of Final Fantasy VII. But still, I kind of hope that they wouldn't do this to us. <laughs> you were right. You were right, Greg. I'm sorry. We should always listen to Greg. Yes, his pessimism is usually right. <laughs> right. Cynicism. Let, let's move on to our final episode our final topic episode i know i know i'm just talking Charged, episodes now it's Charged just at 29.99 yeah it's breaking my brain okay last topic of the night we the, the this podcast will go up on the first of march and i just wanted to ask these guys what their most anticipated games for the coming month were um so i'm going to start with greg this time uh don't know Greg, have you, well, I'm going to ask I Toby. I don't do any research for this podcast. I just. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes it seems to work. Toby, I'm going to ask you while Greg quickly Googles. Yeah, I um, am. <laughs> Toby, okay, cool. have you got any. Oh, games Monster Hunter. Yeah, Monster Hunter's coming out. Fucking hell. And then Tony Hawk's on the Switch. Right, I'm going to put you on oh, mute. Hang on, hang on. I'm getting a phone call. Sorry, two seconds. I'm going to put you on mute. <laughs> Toby, tell well, me there's what... your first bit to properly edit out. <laughs> no, I'm leaving that in. <laughs> <laughs> Toby, what games are you are you anticipating this month? Okay, I, I won't go into Monster Under Rise if um, Greg's going to cover that in a minute. Um, but yes, I I probably will be interested in Monster Hunter Rise. It looks like a nice, you know, sort of Japanese version of something that's always already very Japanese, but it was not set in a Japanese sort of village and and such so far. So that one looks nice. Um, I need more things on my Switch, so I may well go for that, but I might wait as well. It may not be a March purchase. It just might be an eventual purchase. Yeah. Um, the other ones I'm looking forward to are a little bit more indie than that, though. So um, Space Base Startopia um, is meant to debut this month. Um, that's a very strange sort of thing from my, well, not quite childhood, but you know, it's a good 
decade and a half old now, at least. Um, I think it's 2003 or 2004. Um, it was this game where you could build a donut-shaped um, space base, basically, called Startopia, um, and you invited all the alien species that, that wanted to land at your space station uh, to, to have jobs and do all the things they might want to do there and, you know, find love or, or you know, just go around in the garden or whatever they might want to do they just lived there but you could recruit them at the same time and, and run the place and you know you could start an economic empire there and and it was great fun and it was a very very good sandbox sort of creation game like the sims like sim city but with just space stations and aliens um, and that really really appealed to me where a bunch of sims locking themselves in rooms because i've taken away the door or or, <laughs> or getting on you know uh, turn themselves on fire and stuff is fun <laughs> but if you do it with aliens and stuff it's even better um so that one will be yeah absolutely top of my list um and i hope um to get a chance to play that um and the other two are little indie games um but i hope they do really well so the first one is narita boy which i won't go into in great depth because we've already covered it a number of times on this podcast um but narita boy will be hopefully amazing um it's this incredible sort of imaginative take on a Tron-like, dark crystal-like world in a 2D Metroidvania. Um, and it just looks incredibly imaginative and interesting and awesome. And it's full of lore, massive, massive amounts of exposition, which will probably turn loads of people off. But I think it looks great. Um, and the music is incredible. And uh, Kaze and the Wild Masks is my other one, um, which is a 90s style 2D Sonic-like platformer um, probably a little bit slower than Sonic, but it's it just looks very cute. Lots of good pixel stuff on it, and it's about a rabbit who's got ears that can attach to ropes and spin really fast, like tails, to to, to fly a bit and stuff. And it's, it's just going to be really fun. Um, I've played the demo of both of those, and um, really interested in them. And I think that's I think that's my main ones from March. Um, it's it's the beginning of a of a good year of gaming, I think, March. I don't think there's been a huge amount in the last two months. I mean, Bravely Default is literally like two days old, but it's not March, whereas that because that was my biggest thing of the first quarter. Um, but yeah, March is like four things I want. So it's starting to heat up. You know, when we get to like June, it'll, I'll just become completely inundated with games, too many games to play. Yeah, this 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 year is about to kickstart big style. Yeah. Um, if you if you want to look at a lot of the games we're coming out this week, I published a, an article today called 16 Indie Games to Get Excited About in March 2021. Go and have a look at that. There's 16 in there. And I've, I've been calling it K's in the Wilds Mask. Is it not? Is it Kaze? Kaze. I, I was told it was Kaze. I thought Kaze, I thought Kaze was a toilet. Yeah, me too. <laughs> 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 okay. Well, Kaze in the Wild Mask and Arita Boy. Why is Terminate Resistance game? Kaze. Kaze. Kaze, why is Terminator Resistance get a PS5 edition? Because it's, it, you know, that game is... is um, Surprisingly good for a Terminator game? Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah. you know, a lot of people who played it after the reviews came out said, hey, this got short shrift in the reviews, and uh, I might tend to agree with that. Yeah, that is. That's not really a lot that I fancy this month. Um, okay, well, let, let's start then. Well, Greg, what do you fancy this month? Monster Hunter looks all right, but I'm going to be playing it on a Switch. So it's probably, uh, no, I'm not. Well, I am because it's only on Switch anyway. Try that sentence again. Monster Hunter Rise looks good, but I'm only playing it on a Switch Lite. So trying to fit that kind of game into a, a Lite is probably going to be not the full experience. Um, Samurai Showdown looked pretty good. Stubs a nice. uh, Zombie is always a good one because I've I said last week that I wrote about it and then they're um, announcing it again. So that looks quite cool. But um, yeah, it's not really, not really a great deal. Like, 
I mean, I'll, I'm like that with my reviews. I'll, I'll take games as they come. Um, like Tony, Disco, Tony Hawk's you mentioned as well? I'd like to review Tony Hawk's uh, for the Switch, yeah. Okay. I'll right, we'll see if we can get you that. That'd be nice. Give it some justice. Um, Disco Elysium, I've been told, is very good. Yes. But that seems yeah. to be more of a PC experience, and I keep waiting for the price to get on a PC, and it bloody doesn't. Well, the final cut is supposed to be coming out this month. Yeah, well, so, I mean, that's what I'm looking at now. There's no release date for it, though. I'm, no. I'm worried it's not going to happen. No, I think it's going to happen. I think it's, I think it's going to come out this month, but I also think um, there is uh, potentially some kind of, like, it's available now situation going on, maybe. Do you know what I mean? Or, like, buy it now and just get an update for the... The final cut stuff. I mean, I mean, this 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 month is is already going to be um, pretty packed with announcements. I think this might be a, and it's available now. Go and buy yeah, it. Yeah, just a shadow drop thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they've they've known about it for a while. If it isn't this month, then I I am willing to wait for it because this is the definitive edition of Disco Elysium. Disco Elysium is by my standard a ten out of ten game, and uh, I'm not sure how you do better than that. So. <laughs> um, yeah, my brother said it was good. I really want to play it. I've been waiting for it to come onto consoles. So it's I've, heard it's, I've heard it's more of a PC experience. Though, just yeah, but I still want to just play it on my PS5 right. or whatever. I'm not saying, I'm not saying you can't. <laughs> just saying. My, P, my, PC, my, my PC will probably just really groan under the weight of it, though. That's the trouble. Yeah. yeah. It'll look shiny on the PS5. Exactly. I mean, for, for those of us with a PS5. <laughs> <laughs> I had to say, just one, Greg. I had to get it in just once. Yeah, well. Okay. I can't, at least I can still play the best Final Fantasy, which is eight on my PS4. Mm-hmm. Zing. Anyway, my most anticipated games of this month, one of them I only learned about yesterday, is called Blind Drive, which is an audio-based racing game. That's basically like an, an audio book, but you play it. So audio what? It's, it's like an audio book, but you play it. So Book. No, a book. <laughs> Have you seen that, that video of the um the, the kid's dad, like the toddler, and he's there going pop and it's like, Daddy, say popping up to the shop, popping up to the shop, and the kid's like absolutely rinsing him. Wow. I'm gonna send it to you. Brilliant. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Duck. Here's Doug. Anyway, um Blind Drive, uh, audio-based racing game. Looks very, very cool. Um, I'm really interested in playing Crash Bandicoot on PS5 because I I've not played it on PS4 yet, despite the fact that I have it available to me, but I am quite looking forward to experiencing it on PS5 because that will be the best version of it available. And it's got dual sense enhancements and all that kind of jazz. I'm also looking at Mundawn, which I don't know if you guys have seen, is like a black and white uh, indie horror game. Um, it's pencil drawn visuals. It looks very, very cool and very creepy and very weird. And it's like a, a labor of love for one, a single developer. And it's it looks really cool. Um, Sanity of Morris, which is a uh, psychological thriller slash stealth game. You play as a, a guy who's looking for his father who's been acting all kind of weird. And it's got aliens in it, which I hey. think is, is, is you no, know, we don't get enough alien games. So, yeah. A lot of zombies, not, not a lot of aliens. Yeah, we're seeing the rise of aliens and dinosaurs again. So it feels like the late, late 90s, you know, we just need a dino crisis. Remake dino crisis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, that'll be the next one that'll be the next one they're going back to I hope that'll so be. I hope so I hope the next Resident Evil game isn't you know a Resident Evil remake you know after they've done with are they going to do um, they're doing Code 4 Veronica. aren't they at the moment are they doing 4 or Code Veronica they're doing 4 and they've, they've just said they're going uh, they've had a bit of an issue with it so they're redoing some of it oh well yeah 
Cool. Anyway, um, <laughs> it takes two. The new game from the uh, Hazelight guys who did um, everything and fucked the Oscars. And oh yeah. <laughs> he's great I love his uh, interviews when he just comes on and tells people something ridiculous and you're just like dude <laughs> yeah. not following yeah. the rules you're yeah, not yeah. following the rules man <laughs> it's great there, fun there was a, a an internal EA document that leaked about Joseph is it for, not Farage that's his name yeah. I would say the other F one no yes um, so an internal EA document leaked and they said uh, like it was it got like pros and cons about him and it was like pros very passionate very creative <laughs> cons will literally say anything um <laughs> can be a liability to himself and it's like oh okay um and another game i'm looking forward to is called nosha um which is g-n-o-s-a-s-i-a um which is like a, a danganronpa survival game social deduction game it looks well weird and i love those kind of games so i'm looking forward to that it sounds like a single player version of among us yes well uh, have you played danganronpa no that's or, why I don't know that fair, isn't it? Or have you played any of the Zero Escape games? No. I know, so, what, but, I know what you mean. I can see them, but I've not played them. So the, the idea is basically there is a character who um, is bad and you have to figure out who, how, if they are bad. Yeah. And um, each, each round you may get to make a decision and you'll either make the right or wrong decision and you get basically branching paths that go down. Uh, if you make the wrong decision, you can continue the story even if, even if that's the case. Um, but you can always go back to these like junctions and like basically try something different. And the the stories these games tell are phenomenal. Like Danganronpa and the Zero Escape games are just mental. And they, they tell some incredible stories. And this one sounds like it's going to be right up that street. So very excited. Um, what else have we got on this list? I saw Black Clouds, the new FMV game from Wales Interactive. And Way to the Woods. Now, I don't know if you guys have heard of this, the, the, the game that was developed by, a, I think it was a 16-year-old boy, um, about the, the deer with the lighting up antlers. Uh, it's Way to the Woods. Um, he, he announced it like two years ago, and it looks amazing. And it was made by a very young developer, and I believe it's going to be coming out on the 29th of March. That was the date that was set. But, hey, it might slip. If it slips, it slips. But yeah, March is going to look awesome. I know that Greg isn't really excited about everything, but March is absolutely jumping. Greg doesn't look ahead. No, Greg's a here and now kind of guy. <laughs> so here and now, should we do the quiz answers? Oh, nice. Well, Way to the Woods looks lovely. It does. It's a really nice... It's all cel-shaded, nice stuff. Yeah, I, like I think that. that will be right up your street, I think. Too mm. Okay, let's do the quiz answers. Okay. So question one was, in which video game would you find this quote? This is merely superconductor electromagnetism. Surely you've heard of it. It levitates bullet trains from Tokyo to Osaka. It levitates my desk where I ride the saddle of the world. And it levitates me. me. Greg, what's that? It's Ralph Julia as M. Bison in the Street Fighter film. Street Fighter the movie. Yeah, yeah. Street Fighter. Well done. Um, question two, George Stobart and Nicole Collard are the main protagonists from which video game series? Greg again. Uh, Broken Sword. Broken Sword is correct. I remember his ghost, uh, uh, the goat puzzle. Yes. The, the, he said he was like a, some kind of like skill barrier. He wanted to, if you can't do this, just go away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, question three, name one of the seven fighters that appeared in all seven main Tekken games. Toby, tell me one of the ones that you've written down. 
I've got three, but I'm going to go with King. <gasps> Ooh. I'm going to accept King. Ah. Yes. So, Why? Because King 1 and 2, I mean, they're just the same character. No, they're not. You mean King, Armour King? No, the original King died and he got replaced by a younger version of him. Yeah, so King 1 and King 2, but it's the same King, same moveset, same everything. So... No, that's not right. <laughs> All right. Hey, Hatchy. Hi, Hatchy. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Great, yeah. Love that. So, um, Hatchy, and I think and my, other, my, my last one was Anna. That would have been incorrect. Oh, okay. Ooh, good, good, didn't say that yeah, one. Yeah, from the second one, wasn't she? Um, no, I swear she's in the first one, but she may have missed one somewhere. So the seven that, that are listed as part of the wiki uh, have appeared in all seven games are... Hihachi Mishima, Kayuza Mishima, Martial Kizuya. Law, uh, Nina Williams, Paul Phoenix, King, Kuma, and Yoshimitsu. So really? those are the seven. Yeah. What did you put, Greg? Yoshimitsu. What did I put? You got my answers. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, question four. Kratos from God of War has a red tattoo down which side of his face? Uh, Toby? Uh, his left side of his face. That is correct. His left side of his face. Uh, question five. What was the default name of the main hero character in Final Fantasy IX, Greg? Zidane. Zidane, whatever you want to call him. Zidane, yeah, Zidane, whichever one you want to call it. Monkey boy! Monkey boy. <laughs> okay, question six. What colour is the B button on a standard GameCube controller, Toby? Uh, red. Red is correct. Uh, question seven. Which video game series features villains called Jacob Seed, the Jackal, and Huit? Uh, Greg? Far Cry. Far Cry is correct. Uh, question eight. If the correct perk is chosen, I'm not to which Indiana Jones movie can be found in Fallout New Vegas, Toby? Um, so I crossed one out, but my the one I actually wrote in the end was Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls. Uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is correct. Uh, Crystal Skull singular. He said that wrong. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I crossed out Temple of Doom at one point. Yeah, but it's Crystal Skull, not Crystal Skulls. Crystal Skulls. Yeah. All right. Can you, you give yourself half a point again? Yeah, but you gave us all that extra bison stuff about Street Fighter we didn't need, so, you know. Still, still correct. Yeah, but I got it right. <laughs> the question was, what film? Yeah, I got there in the end. Oh, it was, it was the title, right? Anyway, moving on. In give yourself time. some more points. In which video game would you find the objectives? Get the groundskeeper wet and make the old man fall on his bum. Uh, Greg? Uh, is it Untitled Goose Game? Untitled Goose Game is correct. Oh, well done. Uh, question 10, which 1997 Bullfrog game had the tagline Evil is good? Toby? I have no idea. Greg? I went for Dungeon Keeper, but I wasn't Dungeon... sure. That's why I put a question mark on my answer. <laughs> Dungeon Keeper is correct. Woo! Well done. Nice. <gasps> I got a full house. Well, I got nine. Well, that means oh, I win. Jesus, that is the, the high scoring... Of the pair of you to have one point between you and the mm. second score to be nine. That was well done, both. It was the last question as well. Damn it. Oh, well done, chaps. Um, and well done, Greg. Thanks. Sarcastic clap. Thanks, Google. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Um, let's finish off this podcast with what's out this week with Armand Toby Anderson. So, what's out this week? As we've just been discussing, absolutely loads and loads of things. Um, so, starting with March the 1st, when this podcast goes live, so the first time you can listen to it, uh, Foregone, which is a game that came out on the Switch a little while ago, is coming to Steam PC. Um, 
on March the 2nd. Monster Jam Steel Titans 2 is coming to PS4 and PC. And Maquette is also coming to Steam. I think the Maquette release on PlayStation 5 and such will actually be slightly later when the PS Plus stuff goes live. Um, but um, it is available on Steam, I think, from the from March the 2nd. Uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon is coming to PlayStation 5 on March 2nd as well. And a game called Ground Zero Texas Nuclear Edition is coming to PS4 and PC. Then on March 3rd, we've got a game called Sir Lovealot on PS4 and Switch. Don't ask, I don't know. Um, a game called Gravity Gravifire on Xbox One. Ranch Simulator comes out on March the 4th on PC Early Access. And um, then there's a whole bunch of, um, of uh, indie games, starting with Loop Hero coming to Steam um, and Sea of Solitude, which came out a while back, I think, but that's coming to Switch on March the 4th. Um, and also the next gen version of Mortal Shell is coming to Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5. Um, then on March 5th, we've got a uh, anime game called As Divine Cross coming to Xbox Series X and Steam. Postal Redux coming to PS4. Uh, Neptunia Virtual Stars coming to PS4. And Harvest Moon One World also coming to PS4. Oh, and that's it. The rest of the uh, the rest of those days are too far away. They'll be in the next podcast. Um, so that's everything coming out next week. What a jam-packed week. It is. Some of those will be good. Plus, we got the PS Plus uh, release, won't we, in that time frame? Yeah, I think on Tuesday we get Maquette on PS5 and PS4. Right. Um, so Tuesday we should be getting the PS3. So that's Final Fantasy VII, um, Farpoint, and what was the last one? Remnant from Remnant. the Ashes. That's it. So you can add all uh, those for free next that. week as well. Yeah, uh, Remnant, yeah, right. Remnant's the one we played together for a little while, yeah. And it was shite. <laughs> Isn't that another Soulsborne? Uh, no, well, kind of. Rem, rem, like remnant, shooter. What I'm, what I'm doing to you. Yeah, Remnant from the Ashes is like a, a shootery Soulsborne, and then the one I reviewed, Chronos, which is a prequel, is more of a Soulsborne. Oh, okay. It's like Fable style Soulsborne, like cutesy, chunky characters. I'm going to give Remnant from the Ashes a try. I think. Might as well. Three. I keep, I keep bouncing off these Soulsborns. I mean, like Code Vein just just decided to wind me up. <laughs> why is it not working for you code vein because i like i like oh, to was, parry. Was that, that parry thing wasn't it yeah like my, my my thing is to parry in every game if, if it's got a parry i want to parry and the parry is just so bad yes <laughs> it's not good it's much more about rolling which i just like i'm not a fucking tumbler i don't belong in a circus let me hit the guy as hard as i can just let me do it anyway we, we've, we've done a podcast Woo! we finished it guys well done. Um, thank you very much if you have joined us. All our links and etc. is in the description below. We have a Patreon, which you can support us for bundles a month, which keeps this kind of stuff going. And uh, I appreciate you listening to us if you do. So we shall see you next week for, I, I think it's like almost 100 episodes now. And it was 96 last week, wasn't it? I don't know, because I, I feel like it was actually 98, because I think Ross went on from where he was last time and and <laughs> so i think we're actually getting really close to 100 and i think we should do something special if anyone's got any ideas of things we should do for the 100th episode like 
just tell us on Twitter. Us yeah, because yeah. I've got no ideas. We just did another fucking podcast. <laughs> anyway, um, so let's say goodbye. Um, Toby, would you like to say your adieus? Sayonara. Gregory? Wow, Gregory. Like I'm in trouble. You only put Toby first because you thought I was going to steal his sayonara again. <laughs> yeah, I did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, it around this time. Pe- I'm not that petty. <laughs> I'm <laughs> just I'm just spiteful. Bye. And uh, I'll say Taradok, and we shall see you next week. Yep. Thank you.